All right. Well, welcome back to Soulback, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle here back with Tom and Ed, who weirdly enough are together. I don't think we've ever seen that before. Yes, I mean, found them. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm oh. looking for folks to I'm looking for folks to take me some cash because <laughs> this man has me against my will. He gave me cookies though. So <laughs> uh, and he got soul food. So yeah. It was a good night. We go. were eating good tonight, hanging with my boy. Had a good time. Well, uh very fitting that we're here for another podcast it seems like tom has finally taken ed out of the south and uh we can finally get this thing rolling how <laughs> uh, can i give two shout outs real quick uh, yes you can first of all ed can i give a shout out to this day in 1996 you know what came out this day in 1996 no remind you boy we came out in 96 today. a know. keith sweat song Nobody, nobody, baby. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I thought you have to commit it to memory. I guess not. But, all right. No, we but, won't tell Keith. Well, don't tell Keith, but it is one of my favorite songs of all time. He's too busy chilling with Pleasure P somewhere. Anyway, oh. so it's, all, it's all good. He's in a club right now. I guarantee you, my man. Keith, club. Can I give yeah. a, a second shout out to all of our boys, JR's World of Soul, aka mm. Junior Soul Nick. Oh, yes. I brought the red cup. The mini oh, red man. Cup. <laughs> if you're watching out there, we appreciate you. He supports all of us, so we got to represent. Listen, listen, we always have these conversations of if R&B is dead or not. Tom, I saw you tell JR this. I'm going to say it as well. If the red cup is there, R&B <laughs> is alive and well. I did say that. I don't know if listen. I saw that comment. Listen. Yeah, the red cup. The moment that we don't see him with the red cuff, that means he's not inspired oh. or happy with R and B. So he will he'll give up. But shout out <laughs> to our guy JR. Shout out to the homie, no doubt. And there's a million more shout outs that we have to do. Uh this podcast was actually supposed to touch on Diddy's Is R and B Dead conversation, which I think is we're past that now. I think uh it'll it'll cycle back in like six months as it always does. We either argue about it's either if R&B is dead or who's the king of R&B. So we'll do this in six months and we'll see if yeah. anything's changed. But um, really wanted to take this opportunity as we celebrate a couple of anniversaries here. Uh, yesterday, or as we're recording this right now, yesterday was the anniversary of three monumental, classic, give me some words, guys, historical. Iconic. 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 I would, timeless. I would go with timeless. Timeless. five stars, five stars yes. for all three. Slow your roll, slow your roll. Four and a half, four and a half stars. Yeah, four and a half. Four and a half. Platinum selling. Uh, 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 I'm reaching now. I, I don't know what else to say. That's, that's good. You're good. You're good, Kyle. Better than anything that's come out in 2022. Let's not. Let's not. Well, uh, we're not. If you get a day well, like this in 2022, where three albums like this drop on the same day, you know what would happen? We'd be going insane, celebrating like the, like it was. I don't know. But it's <laughs> crazy that in '97 we got this level of quality weekly. You got three albums of this caliber, and we haven't even named them yet. Yeah, this caliber in one week. One week. So. The three albums, of course, are Mariah Carey's Butterfly album, which to me yep. is Mariah's best album. Agreed. Uh, we have Usher's My Way album, which I wouldn't say it's Usher's best album, but it's his most important album. It laid Agreed. the foundation for 
what's to come and we have john b's amazing 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 <laughs> album cool yeah, relax we love oh, that john bad. b album yeah. ed i'm gonna throw it to you before we even dissect all three of these okay bring it bring it back to 1997 these three albums come out how the heck do you choose what to buy what do you spend your time listening to because it's not like today where you're listening to 30 seconds of each song and moving on to the next, the expectation is that you're buying an album and you're living with it for at least, I would say a week minimum. So if you have three albums like this, how are you, how, how are you listening to these? Well, let me take y'all back for the youngest will spoil by the streaming generation where everything just comes up and you're just at work and you just listen to it and all you can, no. The difference was the anticipation was so high because we had singles. Like, we knew the singles were hot, so we knew that these albums were probably going to be dope. And the only way you had to check out the album was to go to some of these CD stores. Camelot Music was one, and you could listen to the album in the store. So that could help you decide if you wanted to cop it or not. But if you were me, what I would do is I would go into one of these stores with $13, and I had to pick one. Mm. And I had to use my judgment and figure out which one. And this day in 1997, I chose Mariah. Was mm. not a bad choice. <laughs> was not a bad choice. So and that was my choice among the three. You just picked Mariah because the album cover was fire. It's Mariah. The album cover was fire, and it was fire. But I will there say, I wasn't a fan of Honey. So mm. I, I thought Honey was in, but I just felt like hers was going to be the best. I think Prodime has proven me right, but. All three agree. All three agree. But uh, Tom, speaking of album covers, you know we talked about the Mariah Cal uh, album cover being fire. The Usher one with the goggles—that was pretty cool too. Did didn't you recreate that? One? I recreated it. I had the goggles. Ninety-seven. You were grown men wearing goggles. What were goggles like that used for? Nothing. <laughs> You just wore them on your head. My brother had some like swim goggles, and he just wore them on his head, just like wow. like you wore your hat now. He just wore the goggles like this to the side. It was a strange time. And then we have the John B. Cool Relax album. And Tom, I saw a comment on Instagram today that said, "I didn't know Clay Thompson dropped an album in 1997." <laughs> We're not going to acknowledge that comment. We're going to acknowledge that his album cover was the Lonely Days. That they used to do back in the 90s. He was just gazing off. Just looked so sad. But you um, knew when they were gazing off to the side, heat was to be found <laughs> in an album. Look at Carl Thomas. He was another yes. one looking off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, before we talk about these three albums, Tom, you talked about the 1996 Keith Sweat song. Another song that's celebrating, I guess it would be 20 years now, Tom. Like I Love You, Justin Timberlake. That was that's twenty years old too now. That, wow. that, that yeah. came out. That came yeah. out twenty years ago. So I do remember when that came out. Yeah, that would have been twenty years. And yeah. speaking of, for those listening, check out Soul and Stereo in a couple of days because we got a post coming on that very album. Wow. So yes. I can't Clap. wait. <laughs> I would say the second album for sure is a classic. What? The debut, maybe. It's close. Just reverse that. No, hey, no. Everyone, it's not an undoubted classic. Everything's a classic. But let's talk about first this cool, relaxed John B. album. Yes. I want to throw it here first because the debut album, really underrated. Two babyface mm -hmm. singles. John B. did the rest of it. Comes into the second album. 
and you have a Tupac record. 1997, Tupac, John B. That doesn't make sense, but the song somehow works. It didn't make sense, but for me, that was validation. I mean, the two things that stand out to me, to me about this was that John B. stood out in his own, stepped away from Babyface, made this yeah. product, did a lot of production and writing. And then you had the cosign from Tupac, which, yeah. like you said, was unexpected. Yeah. But if you listen to him telling the story, like Tupac embraced him. It wasn't like they, like the label put them yep. together. It was like Tupac knew him and it worked. And, you know, John B. still tributes him to this day. So, man, love that song. Let me take it back to 96. Well, I guess when was the debut? 94? I think it's debut was. 95. 95. Okay. So I remember when that album dropped, people thought John B. was Babyface. So they really thought they were one (laughs) of the things. So this was his opportunity to really step out on his own and to develop his own sound. And he was single after single after single. And when the Pac single came out, you know, at this point, Pac had already passed. It was very strange because there was already no really correlation between them. And they just seemed like two polar opposite artists. But then we learned that it was cool and that you could see the chemistry between them. That just added to, as you said, the legitimacy that Don B would get. And I saw a comment, Kyle, from your boy, Tim Kelly, producer Tim and Bob. He mentioned this album changed his life because of They Don't Know. They produced yep. that one. Oh, yeah. Man, what a production that is. I, oh, I, yeah. I just, and that's, that's a significant song. That's one of those songs. You hit play, you let it ride, and it's like they don't – I hate to say they don't, they don't make songs like that anymore because that's that may, that ages us like 20 years. But like that song is like he was just telling his life story in that song, and it's like you don't find that anymore. Everything just seems so like – manufactured now but that song that he kept it real on that song what you're missing is honesty that's why that song hit he was being honest and he wasn't just so much music today and i'm getting on my old man i can do that i'm the oldest of men here but like (laughs) so much is like presenting a persona or like i gotta be hard and i gotta do this i gotta yell at somebody i mean he was kind of putting her friends in the in their place if you if you get what I'm saying, if you listen to the storytelling, but he was doing it from an honest place, yeah. and that's why so many people connect. The ladies love the song. The ladies love the song. Ninety-seven. I can tell you this. <laughs> um, I want to point out this record here because Tom, I know you love this song. It's the self-titled song "Cool Relax." That production. Woo. <laughs> Absolutely. That's. I mean, love that song. So smooth. It makes you relax if you hear the song. It just makes you feel relaxing good so love that one you know that's that's definitely a standout Tom let me ask you this because I know this is as most people listening to this know this is this man's one of his favorites of all time what's your favorite album cut play I want to see if you're aligned with what I'm saying hold up hold up hold up hold up Tom were you just taking a were you drinking something there is that alcohol he he He, had a little sippy sip this is the red cup episode I thought so we're all good yeah, he's got a <laughs> over here. Wow, wow. This is this is truly a celebration for John B. He told me in advance he doesn't drink, so mm, uh, I ain't doing it. Next week we'll next week we'll do uh we'll take shots. <laughs> I'll take shots with lemonade. Oh man. But anyway, Tom, <laughs> I'm gonna I'll give you the track list right now and you tell me. Oh, what yeah, I have it in front of me. It's right here in front of me. Oh if man. Wanna, if you want to read it off for the listeners though, feel free. Yes, let's do that. Shine, bad girl, don't say they don't know. Can't help it. Cool, relax. Are you still down? Pride and joy. I do. Let me know. I ain't going out. Let's go interlude. 
Can We Get Down, Love Hurts, and that Spanish song that I know you're not going to pick. And so we're not even, we're not going to, we're not acknowledge, he doesn't even like that song. So we're not acknowledging that song. I mean, this is an easy answer, favorite album cut. Let me know is the choice. Mm. He got it right. He got it right. Oof. I'm yeah. telling you, from don't, don't say to let me know, that is a run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ed, what's interesting about this album as I'm looking at it, I'm looking at my Wikipedia facts. You know, you have those two albums that we're going to talk about later that were gigantic albums. This one actually only debuted at number 33 on the U.S. Billboard 200, but it eventually went double platinum. So that lets you know that albums back in the day, and we're aging ourselves again, back in the day, these albums had a lot more longevity. They really pushed these albums with singles, multiple singles. And hey, that album went double platinum off the strength of those singles. um, And the single release dates. They didn't put out They Don't Know as a single until 98. I was about to say, um, and I know we got the cheat sheet in front of us. (laughs) Like yeah. you looking at these single drops, 97, 98, March 98, January 98, September yeah. 98. Like a year later, he was still dropping singles on this show. So, like, that's why these albums were able to have such longevity and stayed in the public awareness and build sales. It's not like today where it's like comes out on a Friday, trends for the weekend, Tuesday, y'all forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> And they had budgets back then, too. That's what it makes me think of, too. That, too. Oh, yes. Uh, So, man, what an album by John B. Is it John B.'s best album, guys? Yes. Yes. No hesitation. No hesitation. All right. Well, shout-outs to John B. Uh, Great album. And uh, I hope he drops something soon, Tom. It's been a minute. I know he's been working. We know the exact calendar. Because he's got it marked. It's been a long time. Yeah, so we'll we'll get that hopefully soon. Uh, The next album that I have here is Usher's My Way album. Now, Tom, we just spoke to Usher. Can we get? Can you take a shot for that? We spoke to Usher. Yeah, that was a big moment. And congrats to my boys on that. That was massive because I know both of you, especially this guy Kyle, has been waiting for this for a very long time. Can we keep can 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 we can we can we keep it real really quickly here, guys? Mm-hmm. So, if you've worked in media, if you've done interviews, you know that uh, an allotted time slot, something that's scheduled, never really goes as planned because these artists are incredibly busy. Of course. They're not like us. We don't just hang out at home and play Ninja Turtles all day. They 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 have to meet and greet people and do I things. I wish I could play Ninja Turtles all day. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait. Did you guys get that Kawabunga collection yet? Not yet. I got it, and I played it in the airport on the way here. Yes. Wow. Did you beat it, that uh that 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 stage where you're like swimming? No, I didn't. Oh. I intentionally did not play it because I did not want to get stressed out. All I right. played the Ninja Turtles arcade game first. Wow. There you go. All right. So uh, with the music industry, interviews never go as scheduled. We were supposed to interview Usher like two days before we actually did. They had to postpone it. Um, the day of the interview, it got pushed back like three times, but we finally got on the phone with him. You know what? We it, it was better than the alternative, which was that it was canceled. So we said, we'll take it. We got to talk to him. And you know what? 
Usher seems like a really cool guy, really media trained, of course. But you hear all the stories about these stars being, you know, uh, that that think they're better than people. But Usher was just he was a cool guy. He told his story. He was uh, very thoughtful, had a lot of wisdom. So that was pretty cool, Tom. Absolutely. I, I know um, a name came to mind when you said uh, think they're better than people. A few names I'm not going to mention. No, them, don't get in trouble. Yes, he no, wasn't one of them. <laughs> oh, are we going to talk about the time you met uh, the Pied Piper or no? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that, that name didn't come to mind. Um, we, we don't. <laughs> it's okay, though. He can't get me, though. I mean, well, he, his fans can. <laughs> that's I'm true. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're oh, all over my, my Instagram. Yeah, it's free R. Kelly is a hashtag. Oh my goodness! Wow, wow, wow! Uh, so "My Way" by Usher, great album. Like I mentioned earlier, it's the foundation album. He'll have better albums that come out later. But Ed, I know you remember when "You Make Me Wanna" came out, and there Man. were like all these different ushers. You had you had him ch- dancing with the chairs. Like there was a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah, it was the multiple man of X Men ushers, and they were all doing the thing. So, I, again, let me take you back to 97. Now, everyone probably listening on this podcast is a R&B fan, historian. Y'all knew Usher had another out. Like, this is his, not his debut, this is his sophomore piece. But it was like, when he came out this time, it was a grown adult shirtless man, and the ladies were going nuts. It was like a whole new presentation of Usher. So, even though we had the original Usher, most people either forgot about him, didn't really know him, or that was pushed to the side because this was a brand new performance and brand new guy. And this sound was just, it was the sound that we needed in 97 for my generation. Us was my age. The ladies were going nuts. And these songs connected with people. He just found magic with JD and everyone else that he worked and Tom, you actually listened to this album a couple of days ago to prepare for this interview. Like, I've actually never heard you talk about this album, so I'm curious on on your thoughts on this album and it being only nine songs long plus an extended version. Like, what was that like for you? Because so, albums now are like thirty songs, so that must have been you know, different. It's crazy because we talk about his debut being like forgotten. I almost feel like this, in a sense, has been forgotten. All we hear about is 8701 Confessions and then everything that's come after that. True. This one tends, in my opinion, kind of got pushed to the side in favor of everything that's come after. So I had to revisit it. Um, You know, wasn't surprised at how good it was. Uh, You know, and something I mentioned to him in the interview was if he felt pressure. Because it was kind of aggressive the way he came out. Well, you make me want to, you know, a single subject matter wasn't really being talked about. Yeah. And then... um. You know, he had to hit on this one because he could have been dropped. Like if the the, the debut wasn't a commercial success. Yeah. And then he had to hit with this one. Came out right out the box aggressively. And um, I like the mix of, you know, kind of up-tempo, mid-tempos and ballads. Like it's a good yep. mix. But I'm like, I, you know what? It reminded me how much I like shorter albums too. I've been telling you know? all time in the time. <laughs> It's yeah. so much easier to digest and live with. So I appreciate that. All killer, no filler on yep. this album. That's yep. right. And what was interesting is the record My Way Usher told us um, in the interview that we did with him that the version that we know today wasn't the first version of My Way that he worked on. That was actually uh, one that he did originally with Tim and Bob. They actually created a song called My Way. Um, It's actually on the internet. Uh, Mr. Dalvin from Jodeci ended up re-recording it. Uh, I think it's called Get Mine. That's a rare gem for people out there. It's a completely different song, but the only thing that's common between that song and the one that JD produced and the one we know today is that 
my way is used a lot um in the chorus but um it's a completely different song and i don't know tom that could have changed the course of history if he sticks with tim and bob and we love tim and bob but him and jd had just something magical yeah i mean who who just really knows i mean if he would have stuck with that one maybe he never linked with jd as closely it's just impossible to speculate on but Man, think about it, Butterfly Effect. If he didn't make that connection yeah. with JD now, would he have made the connections later on when he really got to his classic and best material? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they would have worked together because of the yeah. industry, but maybe that magic isn't there. So it yeah. just shows how important it is for these things to line up. Mm-hmm. And you can't forget about the Babyface record, Bedtime. Now that, oh, Ed. That. Ed. Bedtime is the joint. But... My favorite underrated joint is I Will. That's my favorite. Bedtime is good. Mm. I Will is better. What does it even mean when you, uh, what is when it means that you'll give a penny for your thoughts? I think your thoughts are worth more than a penny, no? Well, it, no. It, have you been on Twitter? Some of them oh, yeah. thoughts are less than a penny. They, sh- <laughs> they should pay me to, to read their tweets because some of it is like, man. My gosh, just log bad. off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, this album right here, a monumental album, and I don't think this was the number one. I guess Mariah would have outsold this one. This was number four on the Billboard 200. It's seven times platinum now. So again, the longevity, job. it's still going today because good music lasts a long, long time. And they just released, yeah, they just released, re-released it too with a couple of uh, new versions of the songs that he hooked up. And boy, those remixes are pretty hidden. I heard a couple mm-hmm. in Opel last night. I'm like, whoa, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to Tom's point, if you look at the singles, again, look how they were stretched out. Yeah. You Make Me Wanna was August of 97. I remember to the day when that dropped. because It was yeah. such a big I had just graduated high school. Again, showing my age. And then it was a year later before the My Way single came out. It was the summer of 98. So this stuff was moving a whole year to experience an album. And my timeline telling me, when is Beyonce dropping Renaissance 2? I hear she dropping it at Christmas. That album ain't three months old. Let it <laughs> marinate, people. Let it marinate. Uh, one thing Usher said in our interview that I thought was really interesting, and as I think about it, it, it might be actually true. He said Nice and Slow was like the new type of R&B ballad. It was like the first of its kind. I I didn't really understand. I have to really think about that comment and yeah. take it in. I don't know. I I get what he's saying. I don't know if it was the first. I need to go back and look. To me, because he's trying to say kind of that storytelling, almost talk version of singing. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the first one was R. Kelly, because R. Kelly was doing it. I can't remember if that was 96 mm. or after this. I have to start looking at the dates. It's close, but to me, R. Kelly was the first one that was doing the, like the down low remix. Like To yeah. me, that is kind of the evolution. If that mm-hmm. came out first, I might give him the edge over Nice and Slow. All but right. it was one of the first, for sure, for sure. And can we just say the song Just Like Me, Little Kim's verse? Fantastic. Back when <laughs> Kim was on it. Yes. 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 Fantastic. I don't know why that wasn't the same. They can, they can only have so many singles, Ed. Well, the next album we're going to talk about, I had like 10 singles. So <laughs> and, you I can loved, make a bunch of singles. and I loved every single one of them. But Mariah oh, Carey's yeah. Butterfly album. Now, this album is near and dear to my heart. Um, it's probably the second Mariah album that I, you know, listened to in full 
uh daydream was the first one uh but this one right here man it was like the perfect mix of hip-hop r&b pop she did it all on here honey was a big single um butterfly breakdown the roof my all and then you have those album cuts like there's a point in this album from like i don't even know from like track four to track eight or nine it's like it's just amazing all in all uh, all the way through yeah but um i mean where do we begin with this you have honey bad boy was on fire then and this is just one of those bad boy hit records Honey was everywhere. So again, you know, I'm gonna plug my site, soulandstereo.com. Shout out to my boy Darius, aka Dairy. We did a recap of this album um just a few days ago. We ranked the songs, did our favorite videos and moments and blah blah blah. So go check that out if you want some more Mariah content. But the thing that hit me was how in the late 90s all those videos had those big budget videos that really made yeah. no sense. If you actually paid attention to this video, it makes no sense. But she's flying around on a jet ski and she's dancing and here comes Puff and the remix got helicopters flying. It was so crazy. But they made everything feel like such a big deal. It felt like a moment. Mm-hmm. That highlighted song called? Yep. Breakdown with, with Bone Thugs. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. My oh, goodness. Yeah. That is just like one of the most unique R&B songs that I know. Just the way she's singing, kind of mimicking their you know, rapping style. It's just so good. You don't get something creative like that. No, and that's what I love about it because y'all know I always say a great song is about great storytelling. If you've got bone thugs on your track and you know they're going to be doing that. So (laughs) he was able to mimic that in her flow and even in the writing, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly done. Kyle, can I I mention a song that makes no sense? Yes. But it's, it's amazing. The Roof. My yeah. goodness. That oh, song makes sense. Why it makes no sense. sense. She had no business having Bob Deep in, in, in part of her song and having the shook ones in the background of, of a Mariah Carey song. Again, like what? I was saying. Go ahead, go ahead. But it's just it just works. It's so it's so good. But that's why it made it so dope because that and you will back me up on it. The grittiest, grimiest beat in hip hop yeah. history is Shook Ones. Yeah. She wait, took that wait, let me think about oh, that. Well, no, no, he, he has no rebuttal. Are you gonna He's say right. mesmerized by no, dogs? no, no? Hold on, I'm, thi- I'm thinking. What I'm happened thinking. to that boy? <laughs> that is a great. That is a great one. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't more good than Shook ones. So, That's true. Go on. Go anyway, on. so she took the grittiest, grimiest, dirtiest beat and made it the smoothest, butterest, butterfly song that you could ever believe. And she still, again, she changed her delivery to match it. So, I mean, Tom's kind of right. Like, it it made no sense on paper, but to me, it's the best song on the album. And mm. she was just able to do so much, so much to it. And the writing was incredible. The writing on this album is yeah. poetry, yeah. literal yeah. poetry. I got to mention this song, uh, two songs here, because My All was a huge hit as well. And guys, I miss the Latin era of R&B and pop. What happened to those Spanish guitars, guys? Man, the Spanish guitars were hot and heavy, especially in this era. Going yep. into the albums, man, you heard a Spanish guitar everywhere. Love those Spanish guitar licks. And then I got to mention... Rap high. And I got to mention this song, too. And shout out to our guy, JR. This is this is for you. Because this is how he would react if, if, he meant, if someone mentioned a fire song. 
But they're co Mariah's cover with Drew Hill for the beautiful ones. Oh my goodness. What's he gonna do? You gotta stand up for that one. Oh god. You gotta start dancing around with your red cup and your yellow glasses. <laughs> We're not there yet. Okay, we ain't gonna get that yet. <laughs> but the beautiful ones, that is an amazing cover. Cisco was singing his butt off in that. Cisco was screaming like he had never screamed before on that yes. song. Good yes. lord. But see, to me, that's another one that doesn't make sense. You get a Prince cover, which is kind of rare in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then you got Drew Hill collaborating. Like, how did that collaboration even happen? And remember, like, Drew was very, very new at this point. Yes, like, exactly. they've that's barely been out. So I remember when I heard them on the album, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. With Mariah already? Yeah. That's okay. Mm hmm. And if I remember correctly, I'm just doing my Wikipedia here. I'm pretty sure Devontae produced that remix. Did he? I think he did. Yeah, Devontae Swing. He produced that, or not that remix, sorry. He uh, he produced the cover, the, the Mariah and Drew Hill one. Devontae That's not what that. it says on our Wikipedia page, but... It's a, it's, a, it's a hidden gem, apparently. I could be wrong. Someone might have to correct me, but I've, I've read this somewhere. Okay, I mean, it might be right. Yeah. Not out of the realm of possibility. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, on that topic of the Mariah album, because the cool thing about mariah during that time she had the pop hits she had the r&b hits but ed i know she had one of your favorite genres those david morales dance mixes lord listen i told y'all beyonce did not invent this dance thing we've been dancing since the late 90s when they had a remix on every r&b album this ain't new and yes she went through that thing where's the um the reprise the butterfly like oh, yes. Yes, that will get you. It almost sounds church like they were dancing in the church. Yeah, like it was just like, this album comments, right? This album doesn't make sense when you start talking about well, it. Well, don't forget, we had a young Missy Elliott writing on this album on Baby Doll. I that's mean, true. she was pretty new at that point. Yep, she was very yeah. new. Love yep. that song as well. That's a, that's a gem, right? Another there. one that should have been a single. They played it a little bit on VA radio, but it wasn't an official single. Yeah. So, uh, another amazing album, this one. No surprise. Her uh, best album, Kyle? I would say so. It topped I the charts. Agree. I would say it's her best. I would say it's her best. Yeah. I uh, think someone said in the cipher that she called this her magnum opus, and I would agree. There you go. I would definitely agree. So uh, three amazing albums. I know this was supposed to be a short podcast, um, so we're going to leave it there. But, Ed, we have an update, Ed, on the on the love letters. Remember that love letters I was talking to you about? With oh, no. oh, yes. It oh, became, yes. check out the site. It made it to the site. It so, made yeah. the site? Well, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. But what I will say, and just to give some people some backstory, person invites best friend to destination wedding. <laughs> You're killing me leaving these names out. Person. In the midst of a pandemic, best friend says, I can't go right now. It's not safe. So said person says, well, you're not a real friend. Cuts her off or him off. I don't want to put genders on this. Uh, a year later, this person realizes that they messed up and messages best friend, unblocks best friend, messages mm -hmm. best friend and says, my bad. I was, I was wrong for that, which takes you a lot to do. Tom, what's the thing that Usher always says? Uh, Apologizing's got to count for something. Got to count for something. Dude. Gotta... He doesn't always say that. That was the one song. Hey. He probably does always say that. Yes. So 
what ends up happening is uh they talk things through uh they they hang out and said person almost pretends like that thing didn't happen and tries to get back on one accord and just pretend like the last year didn't happen and they didn't block uh their friends and everything and uh yeah that didn't work out and now they're uh gone again See, we didn't get this update on Soul and Stereo. We only had no. the first. So, yeah, that is. I'll give a a brief synopsis of what <laughs> I about this. I uh, gotta give people the benefit of the doubt because planning weddings is very stressful, very difficult. All of us here have been there, so we understand how difficult this wait, is. Wait, was it difficult? I think I'm pretty sure I just left it all to my wife and <laughs> <laughs> I just had to be the punching bag. <laughs> but you were the punching bag. So yes. you. So yes. yes. I'm sure my wife is going to jump in and say, you didn't plan. <laughs> but beyond that, it is a stressful time. So you have to give your friends grace. <sighs> However, it was a pandemic, y'all. It was a destination wedding, y'all. Like you can't just expect people to just uproot go somewhere and then in the middle of a pandemic i mean we didn't know what was going on in those days so it was very unfair for the friend to do that to the friend yeah. even though it was a stressful time but i was i was encouraged to hear that the person was like willing to say i'm sorry but now i'm depressed to hear that they hate each other so. yeah. i suggest something for the future panel I would like to see your next love letters play out like this. You send Ed a suggestion. Mm -hmm. Ed writes the article. Mm -hmm. Kyle takes the article and sends it off to send. No, you, you can't do that. That yes, just... and then they take that advice and change their life somehow based on that advice. Wow. I think this is a great idea. I Why think not? This was a smart idea. Why not? Po what post it on my Instagram story and be like Lincoln Bile? <laughs> yes, and tag the person <laughs> and be like, read this. If you want to be subliminal, say, hey, this might be interesting to you, this article. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Clickbait <laughs> alert. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, hey page views. sorry for your friendship because they can be pissed at Kyle. But That's true. We helping people change their lives. <laughs> That's what we do. We bring R&B to the forefront so uh, and we change people's lives. So we're going to do this again next week uh, when Ed is back in. Maybe he'll just stay in New York, Ed. You should just I do might. That. He's kidnapped and he knew I got Soul Studio. Yes. You see it right here. So he yes. might never go back. He might, might love it here so much. He might say the South is whack. He might see what I've been talking about this whole time. First of all, I ain't ever <laughs> saying that. But there's a place that sells some pretty decent cookies like around the corner. So I might stay another week. I might make Ed has some great oxtail. Yes, I had some oxtail. Oh, wow, oxtail. I, I I have had oxtail before. Yes. Wow, you have. So I had. Yeah, I mean, have. Yes. It yes. took four hours to come, but it was great. So oh man. That they find in the wild and cut its tail, and just put some seasoning on it and serve it to you on the plate. I mean, if you want to be direct. Oh. <laughs> just slaughtering a chicken sound appetizer. You sure ate that today? Well, no one. I mean, yeah, never. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll be back hopefully next week to discuss music. Uh, I'm still waiting on Ed's review for that John Legend double disc. Keep on waiting. It's Please. not happening. Um, did you see how long that album is? Instead of listening to that, go listen to Ari Lennox's album, which is a nice breezy 50 minutes and one of the best R&B albums of the year. Well, no, see, start, no shame to Jay. To no, 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 no. 
So this is what happened uh, before we get out of here, because I was going to do like one of those live reaction things on Facebook. I would listen to the album and try to comment, you know, every at, song, not every song, but as the album's playing, I would put my little like tidbits here and there. So I remember uh... I remember this exactly. I posted that uh, thing at like 1.39 p.m. Yeah. My second thing was at 142 and i said i can't do this i'm moving on to yeah, Lennox. <laughs> i saw that i saw that and i was like i'm surprised you made it that long yes, again I not did. because i don't think i think the album is why because i haven't actually heard it but it was just a lot to go through and i couldn't commit to it so john we will get to that album eventually you know me i will never listen until i hear it but y'all got to make these albums shorter play i got stuff to do that's true uh, okay, we're gone uh, before we get in trouble. So it was good talking to you guys, even though it was quick. Uh, but we will be back soon with an actual podcast to talk about R&B. Until then, Tom, do you still have that red cup? Got my red cup right here. No, it's still here, y'all. Shoutouts to our guy, JR. We love you. And guys, you, everyone else that's listening, we love you too. We'll be back. But until then, I'm going to go listen to... Chingy, is, is that fair, Ed? Oh no, that's the worst decision you can make. It's <laughs> oh, okay, a horrible well. decision. Shout outs to Chingy. Anyways, we're out of here. We'll talk next week. <laughs> All right.